0: Welcome to the Success with God and Psych podcast, where it's all about a purpose-driven life where God and psychology mix together and guide your way. And now, your host who's funny, informative, and a straight shooter, doing this so you have a better life, Dr. Jessica Kirzner. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know what I like to say? There's no better day than today for blessings, impact, and purpose. And today I want to talk about going through the darkness in faith. And when I say in faith, it's not whether we have faith or not, it's being a faith believer, being a believer of God, right? We have trusted Him, you know He's with you. And we're going through this period of darkness or this period of trouble, this period of struggle. And you have prayed, you're praising God, you're meditating on him, you're leaning on him for where to go, what to do, and yet there's no change. You're trying all you know to do. You have chosen him. You know he's chosen you. But the struggle, it isn't moving. The, the, the troubles you're going through, they're not moving. The adversity you have coming or the period that you're in, it seems like it's getting worse, not better. And you say, as a faith believer, when you say, "Okay, I know God hasn't left me and I know he's with me. What do I do? What? Where am I at now? And so I want to talk about that today. It's been really. um... Meet Fred. Fred once felt stuck in a rut and he had trouble connecting with other people. Then Fred read the book Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kershner. Fred found the book interesting and exciting. The down-to-earth approach that the book takes helped to increase his self-esteem. Now, Fred spends less time feeling bad, and he grew to first love himself. Eventually, he gained the capacity to connect with others. You too can benefit from the path to loving yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirshner. Get your copy for only $9.95 from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Books-A-Million. That's Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirchner. Get up on your signed copy at healingaxcoach.org. All right, and we're back. And so I want to start this talking about, I'm going to start from the Bible. And I want to talk about Job uh, in the beginning, because Job to me is an epitome of long standing suffering and, and really what you go through when you. Are a person of faith. You have chosen God, and you're you're just in this long period of suffering. So let's talk about Job. So Job was um, a wealthy man, right? And Job was righteous in God's eyes, and so God was talking to Satan about how great, how righteous Job was, and Satan said, "You know, he's only that way because you have given him so much favor. You know, you've given him so much things." And so God allows Satan to test Job. And so Job in one day loses a lot of stuff, right? And I'm going to sum it up because if I, if I try to go through everything, it it would take forever because there's so much in that story, and you should really read it. But so Job starts to lose everything. And one day he gets all this all this news that everything, like four different things happen, and, it, it, you know, things are starting to turn bad. But Job still, he still praises God and he's still faithful, right? So then uh, Satan goes back and he's like, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, give me one more try. So then God's like, okay, you know, go ahead, try again. You know, this, I'm not worried about Job. You'll still have it. And, but he told him, you cannot kill him, right? You can't kill Job. And so Job then loses everything. You know, Job is attacked and Job, he prays you know, Job, he meditates, Job, um, you know, he, he praises God and he, he goes through this and you have the people around him that say, well, Job, you know, Job has some people in his confidence and they said, you must've done something because at one point you couldn't even identify with the people you were helping. Like you were comforting all these people and you couldn't even understand the pain they were going through. But then now you're going through the same thing. So you must have done something. Like you must have sinned something you did to bring this on yourself. You know, you you had to have done something. And Job gets angry. He's like, nah, you know, like he's he can't believe they say it. They say that to him. And he's like, I've done nothing. I've done I've done everything. And he gets angry. And after Job continues to suffer, you know, uh, he has issues with his wife, he loses his children. You know, Job is just like, you know. I'm, he's bitter, he's anxious and he's scared. And he has praised God. He has prayed. He has meditated and his life keeps getting worse and he does not understand. So he tries to seek God. He says, okay, let me find him. You know, like, cause there has to be a thing. Like there has to be a reason. He's like, there has to be a, like a redeemer or someone that who will speak on my behalf. And if, if that person won't do it, then I need to find God myself. He can't find them, right? And so I'm going to pause there with Job because Job, I want you to keep that story in the back of your head because I'm going to go back to it. But now let's go to Psalms 77. It's another story in the Bible. Uh, it's not a story, sorry. It's a psalm, right? <laughs> so it's a song. And I want to start with verse 1 through 9, where, and I want to read it because I feel like this is, kind of the place we go. And so this beginning of says, and I'm reading the New International Version. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remember my songs in the night. My heart meditated and my spirit asked, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has he forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? And so I'm going to pause there in that one. And we're going to come back to Psalm 77 as well, but I would love to talk about this piece because you're crying out to God. You're like, okay, if I just seek him, if, if I talk to him, then, you know, like he'll respond to me. He'll tell me something because we go through this period in Christ. When we first come to God, right? God speaks to us a lot. Like he, he sends you a lot of messages. You find a lot of, um, you find a lot of, uh, revelation through the word. And it's just like, he's sending you signs, you know, things just come together. And you're like, I can see the direction God is sending me in. He's, I can feel him pushing me. But when you're going through this darkness period, right? There's a period where you feel like God is silent. And it's not that you think he's necessarily left you per se. It, for me, we, I know when I was going through it, I'm like, am I Job? You know, am I in the place that Job was in where not that I'm so righteous? It's just that, is this the time that God is allowing Satan to have impact on my world? Or is it just that, is this my time that God is saying, okay, I'm going to let you lose it all. because And he's still going to give it back to me later, but how long am I going to lose it all? Like, how, am I going to lose everything? Am I going to suffer? You know? are you in that place? And that's a human place to be. That is a very natural place to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, I feel like at this moment, I'm going to lose it all. I'm going to lose everything. And I don't know if that's in the plan or not. Right. And you say, God, I don't know. And so when you have here, you have say, I'm meditating, you know, and I think it's important that we look at that place to say, I am praying, I am meditating, I am praising because those things you want to continue to do, right? But when you feel like they're for naught, or you feel like they're not moving things, or you feel like, am I doing this in vain? And God is not listening to me right now, or He doesn't hear me. You know, what place do we get into? Where does that take your brain? Where does that take your emotions? Where does that take your spirit place? And that's important to talk about because. Job got bitter, anxious, and scared. And I want to talk about those three emotions bitterness, anxiousness, and fear. And fear and anxiety are coupled together, but they're still different, right? So let's talk about being bitter. So when you're bitter, that's almost the same as being resentful. You're just like, I don't understand why this is happening. You know, it's like on the cusp of that anger, right? I'm angry. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know why this is happening and I'm a little salty, you know, I'm a lot salty, you know, and it pushes you on edge. So your emotions at that point are hiding those negative emotions. So the little things that you were able to manage before you don't have, so your patience has been, your patience is thin, right? The ability to um, do the things you did before and give that uh, godly grace that you like to do becomes hard right it's like okay you become in a place that they talk about uh in psalm 77, which says i was too troubled to speak you know i thought about the times before and you start to meditate more so you become more silent you know you you try to retreat into yourself and so that bitterness that angriness that anger that resentfulness that place of just frustration right that's the that's frustration that just is on like the edge of you it's like okay I'm fighting and I believe but I don't understand why I'm here I don't understand why this is happening to me I don't I don't feel like this is warranted you know that's really what that is I don't know why this is happening to me I don't feel like this is warranted and it's not that you come from a self-righteous place of you know I don't deserve this it's just really a place of really really you know and you you look at other people so in job's in the story of job job gets to a place where he says okay all these people who do evil i did all these righteous things and all these people who do evil they're being blessed they're being taken care of they're being given things and then here i am i was righteous and i'm suffering and that's a human place too and you have to say as a believer we get there right you get to a place where you say okay I chose God I said he's my friend he he's he's my father I am his friend he considers me his friend he will let me know what his plans are and here I am and I didn't know this was part of the plan right I did I didn't know that and you're like what 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 I just don't understand. And that place of confusion, that place of not knowing is very hard. And Job got there. Job said, I don't understand. This, this makes no sense to me. I cannot figure out why I'm here. And God, I've been asking you. I've been trying to do all these things. And you ain't saying nothing. You are silent. When I really want you to talk to me, you ain't saying nothing. And we have always communicated well before. So now why are you? have you left me? You know? And it's like, I know you're here, but you have left me. It's like, you're here, but you, you aren't saying anything. So you're a silent observer in my in my suffering, right? So that's that bitterness. And then you have that fear. So it's like I said, am I Job? That fear is this, is this it? Is this going to be how I like, am I going to lose it all? Job was like, I have lost all these things. You know, his family, those things that are to me, is it wealth, you know, his respect, his prominence. It was like, okay, so I had all these things and they're gone. And so am I going to, am I going to lose more? Am I going to get sick? Is it, am I going to die? And so it becomes what else can happen? What else will happen? And you start to get that fear is what else will happen? You know, like, is this the, the max of it or is there more? You know, and that anxiety are all the physical reactions that happen in that place. Right. When I get anxious, I get, you know, you get sweaty palms, heartache, you know, like chest pains. Um, you get nervous. You get jittery. You get quiet. You know, uh, you cry. You All those physical responses you have to that fear is that anxiety that just everything is outside of my control. I have no control here. I have no Rhyme or reason why this is happening, and I, I, I'm just in every moment. I'm just now nervous about what will come next. I am, I am now physically responding to all of these things. That, okay, you know, I, I, when I wake up tomorrow, what's going to happen? Should I just stay awake and not go to sleep? If I stay awake and do things, will that change things for me? It, it then becomes a what if, what if, if then, what not. And I'm going to take a break. And we'll finish this right after the break, guys. Remember that dream job you had and life got in the way? That business startup and things didn't go so right and the money and people weren't in line? That degree you wanted to finish, but something was always preventing it? That relationship you weren't ready for that you still regret? You still wonder what would have happened had things been right? Winston Churchill said, the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. When you're not finishing these things, talking about the negatives, you're the pessimist. When you find that one reason to keep pushing forward, you're the optimist. Be an optimist today. See your opportunities. You only need one reason to keep pushing forward, and that reason is you. You're the best reason for you to keep pushing past the obvious difficulties and still saying, yes, yes, I will do. Walt Disney said the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. So begin doing it today with no excuses. I'm Dr. Jessica Kersner with your healing acts, Dr. K's focus me minute. Email me questions or comments at focus minute at gmail.com. All right. And we're back. So let's talk about anxiety, that fear and that, that scariness and that bitterness and anger. So let's talk about it. Right? So you do not help yourself by saying to yourself, I'm not in that place. Right? So, even when I was going through that period and, you know, I'm going to tell you countless people that I would talk to and they try to say, yeah, but I believe, I believe, I believe. And you're like, yes, you believe, you believe, you know, I believe too. Um, but there's power sometimes in owning what you feel, right? Now sometimes always there's always power in naming it, right? So if I don't say I'm anxious, I'm not gonna be able to deal with anxiety. If I don't say I'm fearful, I won't be able to deal with my fears, my scariness, right? If I am don't admit I'm bitter or angry, I'm not gonna be able to deal with it. And so we need to name it. You know, you need to name it for yourself, um, to deal with yourself because you know um in 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 the Bible, it talks about how if you don't know what you deal with, that gives that that darkness a lot of power. So it gets power when you won't even name it. You won't even call it out to be able to deal with it because at that point you're saying, I'm just going to let it sit there. I'm going to let it fester and I'm not going to deal with it. So the first thing you want to do is be able to admit it. And it's okay because you can be you can be anxious. You could be fearful. You could be bitter, bitter and angry. You could have all those feelings. And... St- still love God and still be a believer and still have faith. Right. But the thing to do is to not let them grow and to deal with them. And so we want to talk about kind of what the Bible says about it. And then I want to put in what some, what psychology says of some things you can do for natural coping, but let's talk about what the Bible says about anxiety. So Matthew 6, uh, 25 to 34 new international version. Again, guys says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. It is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any, can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that even, that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow and thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So here what we're looking at is, okay we're saying, okay, you can worry about everything, right? You can sit here and worry about the clothes you wear. You can sit here and worry about the food you're going to eat. You can worry about all those things. So it's saying, it basically what that is saying is your mind can worry about anything, right? And each day will be filled with anxieties. But I took from that, and what I take from that is when it says, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has its own troubles. Attack each day as it is, stay in the present. So what that says is, hey, stay in in the day, focus on just today, give today your all. And when you give today your all and move through that, you realize, did I eat this morning? Yes. Now you might not have ate a buffet like you used to, but you may have just eaten some eggs and that's still food and you're not starving, right? So we have to look at the positives. You have to focus on the present and stay very present centered. So here, the Bible saying, Hey, stay focused on the present. If you focus on just today and what you're doing right now and making it through today and not worrying about tomorrow, not worrying about three months from now, you're just saying, okay, what were the good things today? You know, what do I have to tackle today? And that will help. Okay. So then the next one I want to talk about is Proverbs 12, 25. And it says, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. And so here we're getting that you want to speak positive, right? You want to do, and we have that in positive psychology or affirmations or, you know, highlighting the good things that have happened. And so you say, okay. Don't focus on what did not happen or what you're worried about. Focus on all the great things. Focus on the fact that you did eat this morning. Focus on the fact that, you know what, you still have on clothes, even if it's the same clothes, you still have clothes to keep you warm. And if you can wash that pair of clothes, you still have more than some people, right? And so it may not be what you're used to having or it may not be what you had before, but you still have something good. And in that case, God is still covering you, right? You it so when people say God is with you, and this is the one thing I even learned over my path, I mean these past few months, was that it may not look like it used to look. And it honestly isn't gonna look like where you know it's gonna go in the future because you cling to that promise, right? But what you do know is. That you still are being provided for. God is still covering you. He is still providing for you. It's just a little bit painful or a lot bit painful. You know, it's still painful, but you still have what you need um, to survive, right? And surviving is just surviving, it's not necessarily meaning you're doing it with balloon. And blowing, blowing horns, and what a celebration! Sometimes it's just a survival period, and that's a hard period, but it's one that, when we're going through it, God is trying to build things within us. And so, if we focus on the positives and we stay centered in Him, we're saying, "Okay, focus on today, right? To deal with that anxiety, focus on just today, and look at the positive things that are happening. Go for the kind words, right? Don't focus on the negative thing. Don't focus on the fact that you fail." You know, when you were walking out of the house, focus on the fact that you didn't break your knee when you fell, right? That there are some positives there. All right. So let's move on to fear and 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 that that scared feeling, that that fear. So Psalms 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord, he answered me, he delivered me from all my fears, right? And then Psalm 56, uh, verses three through four says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you in God whose word I praise, I trust and I am not afraid. So this says to me, okay, when we're saying go to God, right? If you you seek God, if you go to him, because the thing is, we're not afraid of God. So it says, I might look at the world and be afraid of the world, but I am not afraid of God and God controls all this. So if I'm not afraid of him and I know I trust him, then I know that he can handle all these things, right? Now, what I would say to that is when I was going through that period, I knew God could handle it. But I was like, but will he do it for me right now? Is this what he wants me to suffer through? So am I like Job and is like, I know God can stop these things from happening, but he's not doing it, right? And so at some point we have to say, okay, I trust him and I do. I do. I trust him. And I'm not afraid of what will come. So it says, if I am like Joe, if I am going to be Joe, if I am going to lose everything right now, I have to trust that God is doing this for a reason that is for my benefit and and I'm going to come out of it, right? And that's that trust to say that I can't see what God's doing. I can't see the purpose for this right now, but I'll keep sitting myself with him and I'll keep going to him and meditating with him. And he may show me or he may not. Like Job said, okay, Well, Job eventually got to the place. He's like, okay, I guess it isn't for humans to know um, what God's plans are. All right. So then he started seeking wisdom. And he continued the faith walk with God. And so he continued to stay righteous and he rejected evil. And that's what his decision was to do, even in the suffering. So even though Job was suffering, Job would say, okay, God, I don't understand what you're doing, but I guess it isn't for me to know, you know? So I'm going to keep seeking for you to tell me, or you to give me wisdom in this place. So it's like, I'm going to go in this place and say, God, show me what you're trying to do in this season for me. You know, show me what you're trying to work in me or out of me. Show me what you're trying to, to do with me. So when I look at the story of Job, the one thing that stuck out for me was that people said, all these people you comforted, you know, and you were helping, you did not know their pain. And I guess that resonated with me as a helper. So you go, okay, because there are some limits, right? There are some things that you could be limited on when you're helping people that you, you can identify with. And we don't have to go through the same pain to understand suffering, right? We don't all have to go through the same type of suffering to understand. You just really have to suffer. And so when you go through that period of suffering, you know, when Job came out on the other end and everything was given back to him, spoiler alert, just in case you hadn't read it, everything was given back. Job now could identify with those same people he were, he was able to comfort before, but he was able to comfort this on a different level. He was able to speak to that pain, to speak to that dark space and help them know how to come out of it, which was to say, you feel all these things. You may have all these things, but stay grounded with God and trust him. Because although today is painful, you never know if tomorrow's the day he's going to bring you out, next year the day he's going to bring you out, or 10 years is the day he's going to bring you out, but he will bring you out if you stay grounded in him. But one thing is true, if you leave him, if you say, okay, God, I'm going to walk away from you. Well, you know, you're not coming out of it then because you have, you have just, you have chosen to reject him. So you say, stay grounded with him and, and seek wisdom and stay faithful and it will turn away. You, it will go away. And so let me move on. So let me move on to bitterness and anger. So bitterness and anger so Proverbs 15, one says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs, stirs up anger, right? And then we have Hebrews twelve fifteen says, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So I talk about those two because really and truly, when we get through the, 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 the skinny of everything, uh, everything says, you know what? speak life speak positivity so we're really going to say if i had to say what psychology says here and what god says and how it blends together right now it's all about focusing on the positives stay present and, and the only way you can focus on the positives stay very present centered right you say okay what was good today you know and you surround yourself by those people who are going to speak the positives who are going to say, yeah, you know, you say, man, you know, I got a headache. They don't get, but you know what? That headache didn't start till after you got off work, you know, something. And that's a small thing. You go, oh yeah, that's true. I didn't suffer with it all day. You know, they help you see those positives that sometimes can be hard because we are suffering emotionally. We are suffering spiritually. We are suffering physically. And so we surround ourselves with people who will speak life. And you surround yourself with people who can prevent that bitter root from growing because that bitterness, that anger, that you know, I'm resentful towards people around me. I'm angry with myself. I'm angry with 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 the things that are happening to me and that I feel are being done to me. These people around you cannot let that take root because those feelings can come, but they don't have to stay. And that becomes a part of who you are permanently, right? And so through that, we want to cope. And positive psychology says the same thing. So we agree here. We agree. We say, okay, focus on the present. You know, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about the next day. Tackle each day as it is. And then two, sp- sp- do some affirmations. Speak positive about yourself. Speak positive about what you and highlight what went right. Because so much is going wrong that it becomes hard to see. You get that tunnel vision and you can't see what's going right. So then you have to say, okay, this is going right. That did go right. Oh, wait, you know, I guess it was a good day in the madness in this season of the madness, this was still a good day, right? Um, and so that's that's a great thing. And so I kind of already spoiled what happened with Job, which was that, you know, um Job, like I said, he he tries to find God, he can't find him, but then he says, Okay, you know, people don't even know, but 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 at the end of the day, I'm gonna continue to seek wisdom and remain faithful to God. And then God intervenes and he tells Job, you know, be brave. And he explains some things to Job and uh, Job realizes God's power and just says, okay, I am, but, you know, dismal compared to God. And God is pleased with him and gives God, gives back Job everything and And twice as much as he had before. He gets new children, you know. So Job never gave up hope or faith when he was angry, bitter, fearful. You know, he felt all those things, but he still had it. And God was pleased with that. And I think that's important to note because some people think that those things cannot coexist together. They can, they can absolutely coexist together. And so, Let's go back to Psalms, um, let's go back to Psalm 77 and we're going to pick up at verse 10 and we're going to read the rest of that. And then I'm going to end on this piece because this is that, the this is it. And so Psalm 77 verse 10 says, then I thought this to this, I will appeal the years when the most high stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? Your God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you, God. The waters saw you and writhed. The very depths were convulsed. The clouds poured down water, the heavens resounded with thunder, your arrows flashed back and forth, your thunder was heard in the whirlwind, your lightning lit up the world, the earth trembled and quaked, your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, through your footprints were not seen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. And so the end of it says, Okay, so in the beginning, you hear, you know, remember, we were talking about, it's like, will you reject me? You know, are you have you turned away from me? And now you're saying, you know what? Let me remember what all God has done. Let me remember all the great things he has done. And that is honestly, when I was going through it, that's what I had to do. You know, when I think, okay, this seems like it is the worst thing ever. But then I think about what God has brought me through already, right? And so you have to sit there and focus and go, wait, what seemed impossible before? Or what mess did I get myself into that he got me out of, right? That I know only God brought me out of. I got myself into some mess that should have ruined everything and God covered it, right? And then you think, okay, let me focus. Let me find other testimonies. Let me listen to people's stories. Let me find, there is power in the testimony. And so in this piece, I challenge you to say, okay, focus on what God has done for you. And also go seek out other testimonies. You know, everyone's always seeking a word or they're chasing, you know, the prophet or they're chasing this person. But the testimony is where you say, okay, let me see that God is still working. Let me see that what God is still doing. And you will hear stories that are way worse than what you're going through, right? But the things when you hear the things that are way worse, it doesn't not only just makes you realize, okay, I don't have it that bad, you know it also helps you see that man if god can do that then he'll bring me out of this and you'll hear those stories where people say it took 2 years and you always hear that person say man you know i did this and then the next day it was gone or you know then it was moved the next day blah blah but you hear a lot of stories that say i suffered i struggled you know and then god brought me out of it there was no way for me to turn away from myself and move there was no way for me to do anything God had to do that. And they tell the story of how it came through and how it was only God who moved it. Those things are powerful. They're impactful. I cannot describe to you how important they were for me when I went through it. And and the people that I have helped along the way in the last few months, I have centered on the power of that testimony and the promise. So at some point, God gave you a promise. And you have to remember that God's word does not return void, right? And so if God has given you a promise, write that sucker down somewhere where you see it. I wrote mine on a Post-it note. You know, I had it on my phone. So then on those days where it's like I couldn't fight myself, when I looked at it, I go, well, well, God didn't lie. You know, I got to admit, I do have that one. I had that one day where I thought, well, was it me talking to myself? you know, the promise of what, you know, it's supposed to be. Then it was like, no, you know, how did I know it was God? The same way I know what God has done for me. I focus on what has God done for me before. Well, I know that wasn't me, right? I know that wasn't me. I couldn't have done it. I didn't do it. So then that reminds me, this is the promise. This is what God told me. So whether this lasts one day, 10 days, 10 years, one year, That promise has to come to pass. And so this will move. This too shall pass. And so you put that promise up, write it up, get it on a board. You know, look at it, put it on your phone. Everybody has their phones with them all day, but put the promise up and seek the testimonies. You know, listen to the testimonies. You know, you praise, you pray, you meditate, but you also focus on the promise. Put that promise up and add in an addition of that is seek those testimonies. You know, remember what God has done for you, your own testimonies, albeit if they feel smaller than this one, they're still huge because you remember that those are things that only God could have brought you out of. And then what do we say? Focus on the presence, stay present, present minded, present focused, and continue to let the positivity flow from your mouth, focus on what did happen, what did not. And all the great things that are happening in the midst of your struggle, because you will find that there are little blessings, you know, where you thought you didn't have any gas money. And then you went to the gas station, someone paid for it. You know, there are things that happen. You go, man, you know, and God is giving you that favor still. Well, that's it for today, guys. Uh, um, I'm happy to be back happy to be with you. Please check me out at K on Facebook, Instagram. Um, everything's still doing great, guys. I'm very happy. New book coming out soon. Um, and so I'm really excited to still be with you guys and excited that you guys are still with me. So I love you all and I will see you next week. Thank you.